0: This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Honey and by Babbel. We don't hear a whole lot from former President Donald J. Trump these days, and that's mostly because he's not on Twitter, is no longer president, and seems to be mostly uh, spending time at home uh, getting his power level up uh, before he inevitably declares his intent to run for president He's down there in Florida just soaking in the rays. Yeah, he's kind of hibernating. He's he's like uh, Lord Harkonnen in Dune. He's in his his pool. He's charging up. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But in the meantime, despite his presidency being one in which there was really never a dull moment in which leakers in the federal government were just constantly blabbing about the whole thing to the press, even now, more than a year since Trump left office, we are still hearing wild new behind-the-scenes stories about some of the more uh, unorthodox, uh, big-brain ideas that Mr. Trump had while he was the most powerful and influential figure on Earth. So
1: first off, last Sunday, CBS's 60 Minutes aired an interview with Mark Esper, Trump's second Secretary of Defense. Remember with that rotating cast of uh, cabinet officials that we had? We can keep
0: track. Yeah, this is the guy that that replaced General Mattis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Mark Esper gave his opinion on what's happening in Ukraine, but then mostly just shared several anecdotes about Trump's more trigger-happy approach to using the U.S. military during his term, which, according to Esper, was usually successfully thwarted by cooler heads. In his administration, and that's good because, in addition to stuff that you'd pretty much expect, like war with Venezuela, war with Iran, uh, and a military blockade of Cuba, two ideas that Esper describes Trump wanting to do sound like they would have led to war with Mexico and an American version of the Tiananmen Square massacre. Here's some of the transcript
0: from the 60 Minutes interview, Mark Esper. The president pulls me aside on at least a couple of occasions and suggests that maybe we have the U.S. military shoot missiles into Mexico. Nora O'Donnell. Shoot missiles into Mexico? For what? Mark Esper. He would say to, to go after the cartels, and we would have this private discussion where I'd say, Mr. President, I, you know, I understand the motive. Because he was very serious about dealing with drugs in America, I get that, we all understand. But I had to explain to him, we we can't do that. It would violate international law, it would be terrible for our neighbors to the south, it would, you know, impact us in so many ways. Why why don't we do this instead? Nora O'Donnell, you politely push back on the idea. Did President Trump really say no one would know it was us? Mark Esper, yes, yes, he said that. And I just thought it was fanciful, right? Because of course it would be us. I was reluctant to tell this story because I think I thought people won't believe this, that they'll think I'm just making it up, and folks in Trump's orbit will dispute it. And then I was having dinner, after the election in 2020 with a fellow cabinet member. And he said to me, he goes, you know, remember that time when President Trump suggested you shoot missiles into Mexico? And I said to him, you, you heard that? He goes, oh yeah, I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe how well you managed and talked him down from that. <laughs> Jesus. And at that moment, I knew I got to write the story because I at least have one witness who will verify that this really did happen. But when asked whether Esper's story about Mexico was true, Donald Trump said in a statement to 60 Minutes, no comment. <laughs> Uh they just shoot a couple bombs into Mexico. Whoa, where'd those come from? Yeah, exactly. Like probably but, Cuba. Uh probably Venezuela. I mean the literal craziest
1: part is is shooting missiles into Mexico, but the second craziest part is assuming that they would have no idea where it was coming from.
0: Yeah. Or just the idea that like the cartels are just hanging out in like precise locations that you can just like boom, took them out. Yeah. Like, especially after 20 years of the war on terror and seeing how... uh, How well we handled all of that. Even when the intelligence is absolutely perfect, like, innocent people almost always end up getting blown to smithereens. Mm -hmm. Even in the best case scenario, the idea of just bombing the cartels is madness from the president. Yeah. Uh, So
1: according to Trump's Secretary of Defense, Trump wanted to shoot missiles into Mexico to take out the cartels. Because, of course, he did. I mean, it's the perfect big dumb guy idea. Yeah. Like, why don't we just... It's the same argument that any time you get into an argument with, like, uh, your parents or... or. just nuke or... the Middle East. Yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> it's just, like, the, yeah. the dumbest simple idea, yeah. uh, but with no consideration of yeah. any collateral damage or, them. yes, or, yeah, un- instability yeah. or anything else. Um, so, I mean, why hasn't anyone else thought of this? Just aim the missiles at the X on the map labeled cartel headquarters (laughs) and fire away, Mr. President. Boom. We win the war on drugs. Uh, And if Mexico gets mad about all the inevitable, innocent, non-cartel people killed in such an attack, we'll just pretend we're just as confused as they are about where these missiles came from. Jeez. Wow! Well, we're we're just surprised that they didn't hit here. I mean, anyone
0: could have fired those, it was probably Canada. It's probably just another one of the cartels using... You know, it was missiles. cartel on cartel violence. I don't know how they got those missiles that are clearly are missiles, but um, we're going to look into that. Probably Bob- Obama with that Fast and Furious. It was actually Obama sent them before I yeah. got, became president. Obama gave them the missiles, and it's a good thing they used the missiles on the other cartels instead of on uh, on us.
1: Can we shoot the missiles into Canadian airspace and then down to Mexico so it looks like the Canadians did it? Ah, uh-huh, yeah. Big brains. So... Um, Trump would assume after this happened that he's even... Hey, whoa,
0: we're all on the same page. We're all trying to find the guy who did this.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. It is a brilliant plan from a brilliant man. A man who, at one point, wanted to nuke hurricanes. Oh, yeah. But uh, where did those hurricanes come from,
0: Elliot? Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. There's a lot of Trump news this week. It's fucking 2022. And yeah,
1: Trump it's news... It's still... Trump news... Uh, uh, uh... The uh, pandemic news still happening, uh, Elon Musk news still happening. It's like we're living the same terrible reality. It's all a fucking rerun. Yeah,
0: sucks. Turn it off. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Mark Esper also describes the atmosphere in the White House during the George Floyd protests in the summer of 2020. Uh, He says that Trump wanted to order 10,000 active duty troops onto the streets of D.C. And at one point was just going around the room. (laughs) This is actually awesome. He was going around the room, just calling everyone a fucking loser, including Mike Pence. You're all a bunch of fucking losers. Why are there people in the streets out there? If any of you had any balls, you'd do something about it. Um, Yeah, from the transcript, Nora O'Donnell, what specifically was he suggesting that the U.S. military should do to these protesters? Mark Esper. He says, can't you just shoot them? Just shoot them in the legs or something. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And he's suggesting that that's what we should do, that we should bring in the troops and shoot the protesters. (laughs) Nora O'Donnell, the commander-in-chief was suggesting that the U.S. military shoot protesters? American protesters. Mark Esper. Yes, in the streets. Nora O'Donnell. American protesters. Mark Esper. Of our nation's capital. That's right. Shocking. Like,
1: just mow them down. I'm sorry for even, like, laughing at the absurdity of this, because this is... This act- could have happened. Legitimately <laughs> horrific, and if there was, was any amount of less oversight, uh, it could have happened. And guess what? If, you know, for whatever reason he's able to regain power in 2024, you could definitely assume that this would be on the table. Yeah, I mean, if he had, Like, if this he is actually
0: had, shocking. If he just had, an, uh, like, more yes men on his team... Like... Because it's he, like, these guys, like, Mark Esper, it's like, you know, he's a Republican, life lifelong Republican, but he took the job in the administration because he's like, it'll be good for my resume when I join, like, a bunch of corporate boards and, like, yeah, yeah. do lobbying and shit after. Like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to have the U.S. Tiananmen Square on my hands. Okay? Yeah, exactly. I just, just want to do normal. not signing up for I signed up to yes. do normal, evil American shit, not this kind of American shit. Uh,
1: it, while it is absurd and comical in theory, because it seems so outlandish, this was
0: According to his own cabinet member, uh, a a request that was actually made. And if it had happened, thank God it didn't. But if it had, uh, half the country would have been like very brave. Mr. That's president. why they voted for him. Yeah, they. Yes. That's this is something they've been fantasizing about for years.
1: And the idea of him calling even his vice president and other cabinet members fucking losers would make them rock hard if they had known at the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very cool, sir. Uh, so, thankfully, that didn't happen, though there was still plenty of brutality on the streets of D.C. And, uh, in the lead up to President Trump's very strange photo op standing
0: uh, and holding a Bible in front of a local church. Yeah, they just beat the shit out of hundreds of people so Trump could, like, walk across the street and be like, see? Upside down, too. Yeah. Uh huh. Which
1: Esper uh, also says something he and his colleagues weren't informed about until it was happening. <laughs> like, literally, like, sir, where are you going? Okay. Don't worry. I got it. Is he going to go out there and shoot them himself? <laughs> He did say he could go on Fifth Avenue and shoot people and people yeah. still vote for him. Pennsylvania Avenue? Trump says of the allegations that he wanted to shoot protesters, quote, This is a complete lie, and ten witnesses can back it up. Mark Esper was weak and totally ineffective. And because of it, I had to run the military. I ran the military.
0: It is funny. He's like Commander-in-chief. He's very defensive about this one, but the Mexico missile thing? Uh, no comment. Not going to answer that. Yeah, which, which which makes me believe the Mexico thing. I mean, both of these I'm almost certain are one hundred percent true, but the but the Mexico one is he was extra
1: doing funny. um his the take of uh, of this one would be I was just joking. Yeah. Whereas the Mexico one, he was like, no, I'm I'm dead serious. But he he can ro- uh, fall back on the just joking thing because you can tell he was reading the room. Yeah. You know, is would, uh,
0: would, anybody else think this is a good idea? Would people think it was cool if I did this? <laughs>
1: um. Anyways, all of this is also in a new book uh, Mark Esper just published. And as for questions about why Mark Esper would wait so long to reveal this stuff in a book, he basically said that he wasn't trying to get fired and replaced by someone who was going to say yes to all of Trump's ideas. Which, okay, sure, um, it's It's still scary, but uh, at least
0: at least someone said no to things. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of anger towards people doing these tell-all books, but it's like Mark Esper's excuse makes more sense than a lot of like the White House reporters who waited like two years to be like, oh yeah, here's this thing I heard that was totally insane that I waited to put in this book to make money off of.
1: Or Fred Flintstone, who had the, the the all of the power to do anything and actually just bent the knee uh, yeah.
0: seemingly at every turn for Trump. There's him, uh, and then John Bolton wrote a book where it's like oh, I guess he didn't enjoy himself in the one presidential administration seemingly made just for him. Uh, doesn't, doesn't seem like anybody really came away from those four years uh, with a lot of positive things to say. Even mm-hmm. Even the people you would assume would have positive things to say. <laughs> I don't know. Meanwhile, this week, though, uh, we also <laughs> told you there was more. We, we got some very interesting new insight into Trump's belief that climate change is a Chinese hoax, something he said a lot on the campaign trail. Most of us assumed that what he meant was something like China is funding the promotion of the idea of climate change to cripple American industry or something like that, which would still be nonsense. But it turns out that his actual beliefs about climate change being a Chinese hoax are so much crazier than that. Crazier than you would even guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's
1: Rolling Stone. Near the beginning of Donald Trump's time in office, the then-president had a pressing question for his national security aides and administration officials. Does China have the secret technology, a weapon even, to create large man-made hurricanes and then launch them at the United States? And if so, would this constitute an act of war by a foreign power, and could the U.S. retaliate militarily? Then-president Trump repeatedly asked about this, according to two former senior administration officials and a third person briefed on the matter, quote, It was almost too stupid for words, said a former Trump official, intimately familiar with the then-sitting president's inquiry. I did not get the sense that he was joking at all. This is is also why I wanted to bomb Mexico,
0: because they keep sending El Nino up here. We need a little El Nino, though, right now. We need the rain. El Nino, La Nina. All I know is both of them sound very Spanish, and I don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have American weather up here. He's very upset. Specifically, this is
1: one of his... uh, uh, the things he's most focused on because of specifically the
0: location of Mar-a-Lago. I mean, yeah, it is isn't a precarious spot mm-hmm. in many different ways. Hurricanes in the short term, but climate change in the long term, but I guess... Not so long term. Yeah, I yeah. guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, according to multiple Trump administration sources that Rolling Stone spoke to on the condition of anonymity, Trump's Chinese hurricane theory popped up repeatedly during the first half of his term in conversations with Various staffers, including like ones whose job was national security, but then just like random staffers. Like, oh, hey, what I'm, do you think about this? I'm
1: sure he posed a few of these questions to Kid Rock, who yeah. was on the record saying...
0: Sir, I, are you sure you want to be... Uh, Should I this? be hearing this? And that's yeah. coming from Kid Rock, who's yeah. like... Guys, I think I'm uh, being privy to a little too much information here. Anyway, back to the article... In certain circles within the upper ranks of Trumpland, the then leader of the free world's query became such a mockable occurrence that it became known among some as the hurricane gun thing. Quote, I was present once when he asked if China made hurricanes to send to us, said the other former senior official. Trump wanted to know if the technology existed. One guy in the room responded, not to the best of my knowledge, sir. I kept it together until I got back to my office. I do not know where the then president would have heard about that. He was asking about it around the time, maybe a little before, he asked people about nuking hurricanes. So, there's a connection there. We only got half the story when we heard about the nuking of the hurricanes.
1: So, yeah, remember that? I mean, I, there there has to be a definitive list of all the insane shit that Trump said during his presidency because there's simply too much of it to recall. Um, his Twitter account would be a good start. Yeah. Although those are... They're archived. Yeah. But yeah, in 2019, Trump suggested dropping a nuclear bomb on a hurricane while it made, it made its way across the Atlantic towards the U.S. And like so many of Trump's ideas, he'd of course deny that he ever said such a thing, but then his supporters would try to rationalize what a great idea it would be, if he'd actually said it. And it's the same with the idea to launch missiles into Mexico, which Trump himself had no comment on, but <laughs> which his son Don Jr. said of on Twitter, I'm still trying to figure out the recent media outrage about my father possibly wanting to target Mexican drug cartel manufacturing facilities in Mexico. Is that supposed to be a bad thing? So he
0: definitely said it. Yes. Um, but yeah, what's the big deal? It's actually pretty smart. should have done it. Yeah. yeah. Bombing Mexican drug cartel manufacturing facilities. I'm sure that's, I'm sure it would just be a clean, you know, square-sized uh, crater where the Mexican the the big the, the drug factory in Mexico. Mm-hmm. The big factory where all the drugs are made. Yes, like the fireworks we, factory. We take that out and boom. What's the problem? Yes. Anyway, in other Trump-adjacent news, participants in the January 6th U.S. Capitol riot continue to be prosecuted for their actions. And, you know, because there were so many people in the Capitol that day, it is a slow process getting through all these cases. But one January 6th participant who we kind of forgot about is a guy called Baked Alaska a MAGA world character who has consistently been equally, if not more, of a bumbling, cartoonish buffoon than even Jacob Wool. Uh, So before 2016, Baked Alaska was just your average dumb content creator and was employed at BuzzFeed for about a year. But uh, once Trump ran for president, he not only got real big into the MAGA movement, uh, he ended up going so extreme with uh, anti-Semitism and white nationalism that even his new allies on the right mostly wanted nothing to do with him. Baked Alaska's short time in the right-wing spotlight was mostly just memorable for the day
1: he was banned from Twitter for posting a Photoshop of Laura Loomer in a Nazi gas chamber, and then live-streamed himself walking around Burbank complaining about it for several hours. It was Uh, a fun stream. Yeah, we were watching it just like, he's getting closer! He's getting closer!
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was real close to where we were at the time.
1: (laughs) And also uh, for the time that he almost certainly pepper-sprayed himself at the Unite the Right rally, and then poured milk all over his face. Milk! I need milk! Having lost most of his platforms and alienating himself from everyone in mainstream right-wing politics, he then tried to rebrand as a reformed person no longer associated with the alt-right. And
0: then when that didn't work, he went right back to being a white nationalist. Well, we gave it the old shot. They don't seem to believe me that uh, I was just memeing mm-hmm. when I was doing, like, the 14 words and whatnot. It was just a goof. Come on, guys. Anyway, throughout 2020, he, uh, he kept streaming himself harassing... Like store employees who would try to enforce mask rules at their businesses. Um, and he also pepper sprayed so many people. Just anyone who uh, was on one of his streams who told him to fuck off, he would pretty much always pepper spray them. Um, he's currently being prosecuted for pepper spraying a bouncer or something. I don't know. Yeah, there would be a, a battery or assault or something yeah, like that. Um, on January 6th, he streamed himself storming the Capitol and rummaging through congressional offices. It's—it's It's all right there. His stream is Probably one of the most useful pieces of documentary evidence to come out of that entire day. It like he was most people were taking little videos here or there, some photos here or there. He streamed the entire fucking thing with him in it. And I'm what, Baked Alaska. What's your name? We're we're breaking into the Capitol. So much uh
1: evidence in one stream that at one point, I don't know if it was people on the right or Baked Alaska himself who was trying to say that it was like a CIA plant. Yeah. Or something like that, but I no remember one would that, be this stupid. <laughs> I remember that uh, theory
0: popping up. Like, no, he's too dumb for that.
1: Yeah, has he been? Has he been corrupted by
0: the government? No, and he he's was just, just there a to moron. Yes, exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah, he's definitely on camera throughout the stream doing crimes. It's right there. It's a pretty open and shut case that he's looking at here. So with this kind of overwhelming evidence against Bank Alaska, pleading guilty would probably be the best way forward. And well, he did plead guilty, or at least. He was going to, uh, until he changed his mind at the very last second, which is always a very smart thing to do in the U.S. legal system.
1: Yeah, in a very strong position to take in Especially when you
0: have no no leg to stand on, when you are clearly guilty of everything you're accused of. Uh, Anyway, here's
1: NBC News. A right-wing internet personality who live-streamed himself storming the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was set to plead guilty to a federal charge Wednesday as part of a plea deal reached with federal prosecutors. But the plea deal went up in smoke after he declared himself innocent. (laughs) Anthem Joseph Guionet, also known as Baked Alaska, was set to plead guilty to one misdemeanor count in which he would admit he willingly and knowingly paraded, demonstrated, and picketed inside the Capitol. Guionet was charged just one day after the Capitol attack and arrested in January 2021. He originally faced charges of entering or remaining on restricted grounds without lawful authority and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. But the deal went out the window at a hearing Wednesday after Judge Emmett G. Sullivan asked Guionet, whether he was pleading guilty because he was, in fact, guilty. Quote, I wanted to go to trial, but the prosecutors, if I went to trial, they would put a felony on me. So I think this is probably the better route, Giannette said.
0: I believe I'm innocent, but they're saying if I go to trial, they're going to hit me with a felony. So basically, uh, you you can't plead guilty and then add a caveat that you're not actually guilty. You're just doing it for a reduced sentence. That's... It's not how our legal system works. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, it's you don't say it. Yeah, you, it's
1: people yeah. understand yeah. Mr. It's, Baked Alaska it's,
0: and surely this man's lawyer told him this you would think
1: but he just went out and
0: said it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're pleading guilty, you're you're pleading guilty. That's it. You can't be like, uh, uh, yes, I plead guilty. But I didn't actually do it. I would like to state for the record that I was doing air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, you would assume that after the defense and the prosecution presumably worked together for a while to come up with this plea deal. A very tantalizing plea deal because... he was only charged with a a single misdemeanor. Yes. It was not a serious charge. Mr. Alaska, you are free to go despite clearly being a habitual line-stepper. Yeah, spends like, I don't know, a couple weeks in jail, clean up the fucking if trash. That, like if that. If maybe the, an ankle monitor. Uh-huh. Like, a real sweet deal. Um, yeah. So the the, the whole, both legal teams, they come up with this, this perfect deal for Baked Alaska here, only to have their defendant just nuke the whole thing at the last second, being a fucking idiot who can't shut the fuck up. Look at the
1: big brain uh, on Baked Alaska.
0: So you would think, given that, that Baked Alaska would be in, uh, I don't know, some trouble moving forward, uh, but shockingly the prosecution says that the plea deal will remain on the table for 60 days if he decides to play along seems like a real no-brainer uh, but we'll see if he uh, you know sees comes to reason uh, here uh, yeah but making this so much more baffling he was only looking at a maximum the worst case sentence would have been six months in jail that would have almost certainly been reduced with the guilty plea none of his charges of felonies um, and what he described were like oh they're going to add felonies if I if I plead guilty, that's not how it works. You, you plead. The plea deal is there. They, they can't charge you with more crimes after you've already made your plea. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Starting to think this baked Alaska my guy might not be very smart. You say it's a no-brainer to take the <laughs> plea deal, but clearly this man has less than that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, hey, while we're on this right-wing rabbit hole, let's go even further with some dumb QAnon news. Or just QAnon news in general. Just stop... Sounding redundant. That dumb QAnon. Yes, yeah, just yeah. QAnon names. Oh, <laughs> one of the more interesting things about QAnon is that aside from the anonymous online posts that the movement was formed around, it's pretty decentralized. And that's led to the growth of very distinct QAnon movements with their own leaders, lore, and quirks. One example is the Dallas QAnon sect, who waited around for months believing that JFK, JFK Jr., and a bunch of other famous dead people were going to reveal themselves as actually alive and fighting against the deep state on behalf of Donald Trump. But there are plenty of other QAnon groups, and Vice recently reported on one that's based out of Canada and revolves around a Filipina-Canadian woman who says she's secretly the Queen of Canada and has advised all of her followers to stop paying their bills. Here's Vice.
0: Followers of a QAnon influencer who's convinced some Canadians she's the true Queen of Canada are saying their utilities are being cut off because they were told by their sovereign that they no longer had to pay bills. One woman has repeatedly told her fellow QAnon Queen followers, She's stopped paying hydro, water, natural gas, property taxes, line of credit, and my credit cards. She pushes hard on her fellow true believers to join her in not paying their bills and chastising those who continue to pay. Quote, the more who do it, the quicker we can be free of enslavement, she wrote on one of the group's Telegram channels. Those still living in fear are making it harder to get out. Don't be afraid, because we're in this together. Many, many others have posted that they too have stopped paying their bills after hearing that Romana DiDulo, a QAnon influencer who has them convinced she's running Canada behind the scenes, made a decree that electricity is free. <laughs> Several have posted their power has been shut off or that they were on the verge of having it shut off and relented to finally paying. Quote, Dear Queen Romana, when will the service companies stop shutting off our services for non-payment? One follower asked DiDulo recently. I just had my water supply shut off today in Stratford, Ontario. Uh, excuse me, Your Highness. I was, I was told the water would remain on. Yes. Uh, The lady apparently
1: has 70,000 followers on Telegram and is currently doing an RV tour across Canada with her closest followers, where she makes frequent stops for meet and greets that draw crowds as large as 50. This, the specifics around how exactly a woman born in the Philippines would be the secret rightful queen of Canada, it's unclear, but she's convinced a lot of people that she's the queen and therefore gets to secretly control Canada's laws. So far, though, that's mostly just been Romana Dedula declaring that everything is free Which sounds like
0: SOCIALISM, but okay. Here's from the article. Dedulo has issued several royal decrees on her Telegram page, some regarding utility bills. The critical ones are Decree 24, claiming that electricity is now free in Canada, Decree 15, which abolishes income tax, and Decree 23, which makes water bills illegal. Another decree, number 79, reverts the price of rent, housing, and propane back to 1955 levels. Boom. <sighs> other decrees issued by DeDulo are that critical race theory is illegal in Canada. This was her very first decree, in fact. And that the age of consent was changed to 24, which sparked an outcry from her followers. Oh, you don't say! No, you, you gotta turn the dial the other way! The bill payment claims are causing direct harm to her followers, with many saying in their group chat that they've racked up thousands of dollars of bills. Many of Dedulo's followers are vulnerable people, including seniors on fixed incomes who could face steep consequences for these decisions. A page created by Dedulo, which allows her followers to ask her questions, is filled with questions about bill payments. Dear Queen Romana, I received a 24-hour notice for the power bill. Should I make a payment, or will it be shut off? Reads one. Queen Romana, please, what do I say to the city of Red Deer trying to shut off my water on Monday? Reads another. Some said that when they reach out for help about the situation, they're mocked for their beliefs. Oh, I wonder wonder why. Ring the shame bell. Usually when people's finances get completely wrecked
1: from being in a cult, it's because they're giving all their money to the cult. And that's probably also what's happening here with the added bonus of the cult followers not spending any of their money on rent, utilities, and taxes. So there's more to spend on the cult. When this results in consequences like constant letters and phone calls from bill collectors and utilities being shut off, somehow these people see, seem to still trust the plan. <laughs> And even gleefully share photos of the letters that they receive. Look at these
0: idiots thinking I'm going to fall for this trick.
1: Can't harass me on the phone if my phone gets shut off. Yeah. Can't send me letters if my house gets repossessed. Big brain. Very big. Here's a vice who spoke to one such follower. He said he ceased payment four months ago and has yet to face any negative consequences. He said he's not worried and that the ones who should be worried <laughs> is the utility companies. <laughs> Failure to comply with Queen Romana royal decrees carries a heavy penalty.
0: <laughs> They're the ones that should be worried. Wow, she's coming for you when she finds out that you made my power go off and You're my water so much trouble. The queen is not going to be happy. Just saying, you be you want to be very careful. Tread lightly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, apparently some of the followers of the QAnon Queen of Canada have since parted ways with the movement, presumably after realizing that they do in fact need to pay their bills or bad things happen. But the movement is still going strong for the most part. Um, so best of luck to all those people, I guess. Uh, I like the
1: idea that uh going so right wing on the deep, off the deep end actually gets people to come around to socialism. Yeah, and like 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 if a QAnon sect here was like we shouldn't have to pay for medical bills.
0: Well they so I I I don't I never go too deep into this stuff, but they among some in the QAnon movement there is a belief that um Medical science can cure any disease. Then um, they believe that there are these things called med beds. They're like the beds from Star Trek, mm-hmm. where you just you sit in it and it it just cures everything that's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, but so they believe that they believe that there is an unlimited free source of uh, medical care in existence that's being hidden from us. So they they do uh, technically believe yeah, they take a couple steps further yeah, to get there. But yeah, they uh, yeah. So yeah, they are they they have weirdly. Uh, Horseshoeed all the way over to uh, wanting socialism, but for like (laughs) completely deranged reasons.
1: The QAnon sect in uh, Texas should co-opt the power failures that are incoming as their own design. I can't believe this shit's about to happen again. Well, uh, don't worry, Elliot, because clearly Raphael Ted Cruz is going to tell the Bitcoin miners to turn off those mining rigs. All right, turn them off now
0: and save the electrical grid. If anyone's even still mining anymore. I gotta mine even harder. Yeah, I guess. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, like, look, when this is the kind of shit that you not only wholeheartedly believe in, but there's, you know there's just no point really trying to talk any sense into you. You are lost. If you're if you believe that the secret queen of Canada has made it illegal to charge you money for your utilities and your rent and your taxes, like you kind of just gotta find out for yourself the hard way. So, I don't know. Enjoy your expense-free lifestyle while it lasts. It's got to feel so great to be in on uh, this amazing thing that you believe in while you still believe it.
1: I um, Canada's going to be vi- busy for about two weeks, though, because uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames are about to face off in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I believe those are the teams that are going up oh, against each wow. other. Oh, wow. Um I think that's I think it's that. But anyways. Damn, when's the last time they hate an, each other?
0: When was the last time there was an all Canada Stanley Cup?
1: Um I don't know. Uh
0: it's been a long the
1: time. The Maple Leafs just got knocked out by my Tampa Bay Lightning Go Bolts. The Kings are gone so I can cheer for them now. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh, I think Canada's going to be pretty focused on one thing in the next couple of weeks. So I think that's probably good. Probably great for for that, um, But instead of saving money by not paying your bills because the Queen of Canada told you not to, there is a much better way. This episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones that it finds to your cart. So, imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons that it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I know Mother's Day just passed, but uh, that was another uh, one recently where I uh, got my mom a gift for Mother's Day and uh, saved a bit of money on the process. And she doesn't have to know. She thinks I paid full price. Mom, you're not worth full price.
0: Not till you stop smoking. Anyway, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We would never recommend you something we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. This episode is also sponsored
1: by Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Um... Yeah, I took Spanish in high school and I don't remember. Uh, I, I, I do speak a little bit of Spanish now and can read it pretty well now. Yeah. But that's because of, uh, of Babel. Uh, but yeah, the high school stuff for the, the 15 years that it, followed it high school. It just doesn't really stick. Yes, because you're well. doing it
0: with the means, it's, it's a means to an end. You're yeah. trying to get a
1: grade to get something out of
0: it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, thanks to Babel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the
1: real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps, they use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Can you roll those R's yet?
0: See, I can. (laughs) El restaurante. (laughs) Yeah. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash weird. That is babbel.com slash weird for up to 60% off your subscription. B-A-B-B-E-L. Babbel, language for life.
1: So let's get into the headlines now. These are the wildest, craziest headlines from around the world uh, from this week. Starting with, Thailand plans to distribute 1 million cannabis trees to people to
0: promote it as a household crop. I'm so confused about what's happening in Thailand with weed. Like they, it is still illegal technically to smoke weed recreationally, but they really want to turn it into a cash crop. Uh, Well,
1: hemp is very useful. Yeah. So like
0: CBD is like super popular in Thailand, Mm -hmm. um, and you can and medical marijuana is legal in Thailand. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, they, I they really see the potential for a lot of money to be made. In this industry but you're still if you get caught smoking weed for fun mm-mm. so a lot yeah, i of don't mixed know it's, messaging here it, and here take this plant home and take care of it in your backyard do not smoke it though well no it, it's a lot
1: of the same ways that have like wh- how it happens here in republican states where they they see the monetary incentive and in value and they also see the medical benefits of it yeah but they don't want people to be so in your face about it, or whatever their excuses.
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, that's really what it all comes down to. Is like they just don't like hippies. Like in in, in Florida, for example, you can get CBD anywhere. Yeah,
1: literally promoted in like CVS or whatever uh, there. But smoking a joint, no, 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 no. And they also have medical in Florida now too.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Like in Austin, I don't know if it was the last time we went, but like at the time a few years ago in like a convenience store they sold like cbd joints like it looked like a fucking like pre-rolled joint yeah it's like uh you know no thc in it but i'm just like it still looks like you're smoking a joint if you're smoking this yeah. and i always go back to like
1: the most jarring switch
0: was was vegas because yeah. vegas
1: was 100 percent in like a weekend it was you would go to jail for a felony on one day and then it was yeah. completely legal the next day
0: yeah it was it was if you like got caught smoking weed in Vegas, it was a it was a big problem. And then they're like, "Wait a minute, never mind." Yeah,
1: it went reverse. From a felony to oh, by the way, we now have a weed store that's the size of an IKEA.
0: Yeah, <laughs> cool, huh? Yeah, Michigan man allegedly made two thousand dollars a day from marijuana vending machine outside home. And yeah, he an was like, he had like an alley next to his house. He had is a touchscreen. Like, custom-made vending machine yep. bolted into a brick wall. Like, and he got... He, this thing was running for four years. There was no Work problem. Work smarter, not harder. Four years. This man was pulling in 2K a day. The community was getting their weed fixed. It was all very easy. And then some some TikToker filmed themselves doing it. And just immediately, this man's whole empire crumbled. TikTok ruins another livelihood. Yeah. I would If I was that TikToker, I would... Uh, feel I'd, pretty bad. I'd, I'd feel bad, and I'd be a little worried about my safety. Not just from the man I just put in jail, but uh, the entire rest of the community who, who was, was very much enjoying this. Yeah. It was so easy. He solved so many problems. Like, you used to be you got to call a guy, and then he's never on time, and it's just a whole fucking thing. Now I, I just go down to the vending machine. Beep, bop, boop. I'm feeling a little, a uh, little, little bit of a white widow. Let's get that trunk good to go. Hey, he even takes Apple Pay.
1: I do sometimes think of the nostalgia of going to a dealer's house and having to sit there for like 10 minutes I am not nostalgic for that shit <laughs> at all just the, oh, it's
0: such a waste of time it was but it was just like such a moment in time because every like, every weed dealer is like the loneliest person you've ever met they get into it because they want to make friends but it's not the way you make friends so well like, also
1: they can't really leave because they have to be home doing their
0: uh, business all day every uh, day yes but like yeah they're just like hey man no stay a while like uh, you, we can hang out it's like no I- Thanks, though. Here's some good stuff. Do you want to smoke it and try it
1: first before you go? Okay. Not not exactly. Uh,
0: Yeah. Well, now it's a lot easier. In in most cases. It was easier in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, TikTok. (laughs) Calling a man bald is sexual harassment, employment tribunal rules. Or rather, sexual harassment is the UK. Yeah. So, careful. I'll sue you in England. (laughs) Uh, Just (laughs) saying bald? (laughs) uh so it's basically some some bald guy sorry uh a follicularly challenged gentleman uh was getting yelled at by his boss like constantly being like you bald cunt you bald fuck and um yeah they basically it's like it's not sexual harassment like you're being like ogled but it is sexual harassment it's like the same as like if you called a woman sugar tits it's something specific to that gender yeah so like they're like generally like 99 point whatever percent of bald people are men it's uh it is a gendered insult um, jada pinkett is very excited about this yeah she's gonna sue all of us yes so that's uh, I, I don't know this this ruling is
1: seems a little bit broad um well now you, next time you go to england in a pub you can just constantly be like what the fuck did you say to me yeah constable get over here <laughs> constable <laughs> get me
0: scotland yard Get over here. Bring uh, that baton. I, I will have my barrister drag you off to court, and the men in the white wigs will be very harsh upon you. Mm-hmm. You'll be locked up in the Tower of London.
1: There's totally going to be a bunch of incels who shave their heads over this.
0: Oh, that's the reason they'll shave their heads, not because they're little fucking Nazis. Yeah.
1: Man mows lawn before stealing lawnmower from Texas home. A, a, Pretty a cool crime.
0: Look, this man's not gonna have a mower for a while. So let's just let's give it a nice clean cut so he has a couple weeks before he needs uh needs a trim again. A pretty it's the cool least I can do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder how long it took before like he noticed it was gone. He just came home and was like he's the uh, gardeners, they must have accidentally hit my house by mistake. I'm just gonna mm. Why even go check the I love the
0: smell of freshly
1: trimmed. Why even go check the, the uh The garage for my lawnmower. It's already
0: done. I don't need to do it. I guess this happened in the middle of the night where I'm like, how did this not wake anyone up? Electric lawnmower? Yeah, it could be. But there was uh, just security. (laughs) It's like ring camera. It's just this random man that they don't know just mowing their lawn in the middle of the night. It's kind of a cool crime. Yeah. Kind of. You shouldn't steal, but I guess if you're going to steal, be... As considerate as you can about it.
1: Like, if you're gonna steal someone's car, at least drive them around for their errands for the day. Yeah. Before they're stranded without a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of the car. Oh, God, I gotta pick up my prescription. All, All right, right, let's scoot go. Scoot over.
0: <laughs> but then I'm taking it. Yeah. There you go. Here's my favorite headline of the week For this nine year old with autism, let's go, Brandon, is just a phrase that gives him courage.
1: <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is like the only good thing to come out of that, that shit that I cannot believe is still the most popular right-wing rallying cry. But yeah, this little kid, he has autism. His name's Brandon. He's got a lot of like social uh, anxieties and troubles. And uh, he, I guess his, his mom's like, he started seeing these like flags and stickers on the road. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. It's like they're cheering me on.
1: So it's a ticker tape parade every day for and this And like little, Yeah, his kid.
0: siblings, like, to encourage their brother, they're like, let's go, Brandon. And their school like, kicked them out, yeah. banned them forever. <laughs> they yeah. said, no, can't do that. And, and yeah, it's just like, the mom's like, I don't know, he's too, I, I'm not going to explain what it actually is to him, like, he's nine years old, he doesn't understand Yeah, let him politics. have fun. So yeah, for, in our family, let's go, Brandon, is <laughs> a, uh, a nice thing we say to encourage our nine-year-old autistic son- too that he uh, he can do the things that he wants to achieve. Yes, wholesome, very wholesome. Israel arrests nine for airdrop
1: of crash images aboard plane. Jesus.
0: Yeah. So when I first saw this, it was uh, it was just you know a plane was about to take off and they had to evacuate the plane because everyone's iPhones got airdropped a bunch of like plane crash images. But then somehow they figured out there was nine separate passengers on this plane, probably a group of teens, I would imagine. Who were just aird- the same yeah, air dropping like oh, it'd be so funny if we uh, air dropped plane crash images onto people's phones right before the plane takes off. Um, not sure what the crime would be. Um, I'm in- inciting so- like something. Uh... I don't know. It is still so weird that you can just airdrop shit onto random people's phones.
1: Well, you have to turn it on. Oh, phones have to be accepting from everyone. You. <laughs> I would say most people, I would hope most people, have it set to friends. So where, like, if your info is saved, they have an iPhone, you have an iPhone, their info is yeah. saved, they can airdrop you something. Okay. But there is an option for just turning it on to everyone. Um, I assume a lot of people send pictures of their dick and balls to yeah. people who don't want it.
0: Yeah. If you're that sort of edgy person, yeah, it seems like a great way to... Uh... Troll people, I guess. Yeah. But uh, in this case, it just ruined ruined a plane ride for a whole plane full of people. Yeah. Great job, guys. We've all made mistakes, says golf great Greg Norman of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi's murders.
1: Yeah, this is like I don't know exactly what's going Thank on you. with golf Thank right you, now. With
0: Greg Norman.
1: But isn't there there's like a separate league that's being uh, so the, funded by
0: the yeah, Saudis? Or so something? the PGA has dominated golf for like a hundred years, and the Saudis with their unlimited money are funding a new league called LIV into existence with billions and millions of dollars. So it's uh, it's like I guess it's it's like the it's X- like XFL the XFL of golf. Um and uh yeah for some reason Greg Norman, who is like one of the golf grades, uh he's retired now, he's old, but uh, he's the chairman, he was appointed as the chairman of this new golf league. And of course, like, you know, when you're promoting your new golf league, the first thing people are gonna ask is like, so uh, this is funded almost entirely with uh, Saudi money. How do you feel about that and all that that entails? We've all. Made and he's just mistakes. like, oh, you know, we've all made mistakes. So I, I like to look at the more positive things that MBS Like my has bank account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how much money this has earned me. Yeah.
1: You see the new uh, golf craze that's taken LA by storm?
0: No. Speed
1: golf, where you run to the ball. Uh, you run to the ball
0: every time. I like that. Yeah. Uh you. Everyone on the course would have to be in on it. Otherwise, you just spend a lot of time waiting at the next hole. Yeah. There's a. There was an article in the LA Times about it this
1: week, where it, it's just a picture of a guy running with a golf club. Um, what about your whole
0: bag? It's the only thing that would make it hard. No, you get one of those robots to follow folly with it. I played with a, a. I got paired with a rando with one of those robot carts, and it died halfway through, <laughs> so he just went home. Because <laughs> like, it's got a giant battery. Like you once in the battery dies, like you can't keep playing. Well, it's heavy, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, So (laughs) So he just just had to, like, drag it away very slowly and and go home.
1: Yeah, the electric. But uh, while it
0: worked, it was pretty cool. It would just follow him around.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is when you you have that, you're so proud of it, you're overusing it and waste the battery. But uh, those uh, golf caddies in shambles now because uh, his proof of concept didn't work on the actual green. Yeah. So there you go. Catholic school apologizes after selling Mother's Day roses containing thong underwear.
0: You, where'd you pick
1: these up? Romantics? Oh, okay.
0: Cool. So, yeah, I guess... So, they had... You know, the kids could come in and buy a rose for their mom or whatever on Mother's Day. Um, so, the school bought a bunch of roses. Fabric and, roses? Uh, yeah, So, basically, yeah, what they got... It, like, it looks like a rose, but the... It the, unfolds. The, into, yeah, the yeah. flower unfolds into a very lacy, skimpy thong. And... Um, yeah, so just God knows how many how many kids came home and gave that to their moms. Dad's
1: high-fiving.
0: Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, son. Wait, shit. It's kind of weird. Just last week, the school
1: handed out uh, fruit rolls that were thong, edible thong underwear. And then this happens. What so I'm starting to think that they're distributors. pattern? Yeah. the
0: Easter eggs with condoms in them. <laughs> yeah. We don't use condoms in this house. I got eight kids. This is a Catholic household. Mm-hmm. Couple in India sue son for not giving them a grandchild. It's the most Indian parent thing possible. hmm Um I think there's there's a time limit, right? They have until the end of the year. To yeah, basically, Well, so like their son got married five, six years ago. He's in his like mid thirties. They they really expected a grandchild, like, a long time ago. And this couple, they're just dilly dallying. They have uh, no concrete plans to conceive, which like you know, whatever. But, uh, the, the cultural expectation, uh, in some cultures for, for grandchildren is, uh, pretty strong. I don't know how this will play out in court, but it's technically their fault because they gave birth to a son who, uh,
1: didn't want to give birth.
0: Yeah. They, they also, they feel really ripped off because they paid for him to like go to flight school and like, you know, they, they've been covering, covering his expenses so much as an adult to like get him set up, uh, and then no grandchildren. Where my grandchildren. We'll we'll see how this plays out, because
1: it could set a horrific precedent. Could. Yeah, lots of lawsuits going to be flying.
0: A lot of people in America would probably uh, also love to sue their children for no grandchildren.
1: Yeah, or for being lazy...
0: Lazy assholes who uh, won't move out,
1: despite the yeah. fact that they that
0: rents four thousand dollars a month. My lazy millennial son keeps telling me, "Mom, it's not the same. You, you and Dad bought the house for fifteen thousand dollars, and uh, you had great health insurance through your long term pension job that paid for all the medical care associated with uh, motherhood." Just put and- on your
1: nicest shirt and go down and yeah. ask
0: for a job. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, given what happened with Roe, I mean, I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Sue your kids. Make them, forced <laughs> force them to be impregnated and yeah. carry your grandchild. It's coming. And final headline. Boris Johnson says people should work in person again because when he works from home, he gets distracted by cheese.
1: I, I believe him. But I mean, also, I'm sure
0: he gets distracted by a lot of things. But
1: also, this is classic Boris Johnson saying something with a
0: stupid little note at the yeah. end. Oh, it's silly. But yes, you do have to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a silly prime minister we have. But yes, he's right. Go back to work right now. But yeah, he's like, I don't know. When I work from home, it's like, oh, I got to go get a coffee. And then I forget where I'm going. And then oh, I'll just break off a little bit more of this cheese, and then I've already forgotten what I'm doing. Well, guess what, Mr. Johnson? Uh, if you
1: probably added up all the time you spent eating cheese and getting coffee, it still wouldn't hold a candle to the amount of time spent commuting to that job.
0: Yeah, especially in London. Like,
1: I mean, they do have, they have a great, infrastructure there. Yeah, they, but, have,
0: they have a great tube system, but a lot of people working in central London are coming from very far away, and uh, presumably spending... A lot of time. Commuting. Mr. Johnson, are you are you eating two hours worth of cheese a day? Because that's how long it yeah. takes me to get in and out. How much cheese are we talking? A
1: wheel, <laughs> sir, a wheel. So uh yeah, uh, yeah it seems pretty dumb, but that's the point because yeah. it's just like he's telling you that you have to go back to the office with a little uh, joke at the end then. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for Weekly Weird News this week. If you haven't seen it already, please check out our most recent episodes. Uh Madonna gave birth to a tree. She did, and it's uh it is and some graphic ca- caterpillars yeah and some butterflies yeah um and uh, a bunch of other uh, dumb news over there on news dump and then if you want the rundown of just the catastrophic <laughs> crypto failure this week and it keeps dipping it, it sure does uh check out both of those videos please uh subscribe to the channel hit the join button the bell leave a comment leave a like do whatever you want it's your time uh also um next week will be our last full week of content before we yeah. take our uh pre-summer break. Taking a little break, yeah. A little mental health break. So, last week will be the full week of content. I think we have like an episode or two after that, but uh, just to make you aware, the end of May, beginning of June, we're taking a little break. We did the same thing last year. We'll be back. Don't worry. Now the video's up. Now you can click on them. Please check them out, and we'll see you soon. Bye! Bye.